Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant, turned boutique owner, turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to an impromptu episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I really wanted to come on and chat with you guys. We've got so much going on and I've been working behind the scenes a lot lately on my business. And unless you're in a program, you might not have like seen me out and about or heard me out and about too much. I mean, I say that, but we've been consistently publishing podcasts and YouTubes for about five to six months at this point. So hopefully you're on like free info like heaven. You've been loving everything. I'm so excited for you. Um, If it's time for you to take the next step with me in a course, Boutique Basics Bootcamp is open currently and I'm offering a bunch of bonuses. And if you pay in full, you'll get a free um, boutique calendar. So it's worth checking out. I'll put the link in the show notes um, because there's a special link right now with the bonuses and with the like free stuff, but it's the lowest price that um, is available right now. And so I want to make sure that you have access to that. If you don't see it down in my show notes, uh, or wherever you're listening to this, definitely DM me on Instagram at stylish and successful, and I'll hook you up with the right link. But bootcamp is open. This is my three month course for new boutique owners. And it's gotten me thinking a lot about how I want to shift some of my teaching with what's just like currently going on in the world and how the retail fundamentals are always the same. Like there's nothing I would change about the course, really any of my courses. There's not a lot I would change, but I think there's some addendums that need to be made in 2023 because it does feel like things are shifting and there's new things coming around. And I feel like for you, I want to just share some things that are inspiring me and helping me and making me think differently because you cannot market the same way as you did two years ago. You can't necessarily sell the same products you did two years ago, things like that, or there's more options. And I think we need to like acknowledge all the options on the table because for a while the boutique industry became really saturated. And I would say at this point, there's a good amount of big boutiques that I would just, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to be a big boutique. I think the sweet spot for like the normal person who's like, I don't want to have a huge warehouse and shippers and all these employees. Like if you want to keep it sort of small, Like one thing to do is understand that vision from day one and know, okay, for me, I need to make about 15 to $30,000 a month in revenue to feel really good about my online business or my in-store boutique. Like that number, 30 to 50, 15 to 30, somewhere in there. Like I feel like when people hit 15K months consistently on on good margins, remember, that's when they start to feel a little bit calmer about their money situation. They can like pay things back. There's like the the bank account isn't always going to zero all the time. I think there's sort of this cutoff, especially if it's a business that is supporting you and you're reinvesting wisely in inventory. One of the things as you grow, and I think especially as money might be tighter for you, whether you're going through something personally or whatever, you know, maybe you feel like money's a little bit tight. The best place to really niche down and really get excited about a category or, um, I don't know, just like all witch theme things, or you have a beach boutique or I don't know, but I, you know, I think at the end of the day, 
If you can niche way down with the right great product that people love and need and want, then like you're in a good spot. I feel like there's a lot of boutiques that are still just selling a lot of basic stuff, which I get it. And I think if you're a bigger boutique, like if you're doing millions a month, first of all, you probably got there because you also sold a lot of basics, but I don't know how long that's going to work for. Like, I feel like at a certain point, basics are great, but like, don't we all have great basics? Like I want some new stuff. I want some cuter stuff. I like want to play with print and pattern. And I don't know, I'm more interested lately in boutiques and businesses that are playing with pattern, playing with color and sort of just like going outside the box. You know, I think for me, the normal Zanana, Raymode, all that basic stuff. Yes, it's fine to sell it. I just think if I was starting a boutique today, that's not what I would sell. Like I just wouldn't even go to those. I might go to those booths. Okay. But I would try to think differently about how does this outfit look together or how am I going to style this? Not just, oh, I need a basic top or I need a basic legging. You can't be motivated by that anymore. You have to have a super clear product assortment plan and be really niche. And honestly, I'm seeing some people on my Instagram who I'm obsessed with, clients, past clients, that they're just so niche in terms of like punk metal music. And I'm probably like saying that wrong because I'm an old lady, but like punk metal music or like this person just went like really hard on print and pattern and I'm like loving her fall, you know? I think there's something more interesting about that. And I think part of why I'm feeling even more strongly about this than ever, because I I think I've always sort of said to everyone, hey, you know, don't get crazy on basics. Don't rely on it. It's one of those things where you can get it anywhere. And why are people choosing to come to your boutique? Remember, the word boutique implies that it's a curated collection that you've thought so hard about this product assortment and that it is like the best of the best, the things you absolutely love. And if you go to a show and you don't find things you love, don't buy anything. (laughs) You, you know, here's the thing. I would rather you come out with a collection a quarter of 15 pieces that you're absolutely obsessed with, that you buy perfectly, that you hype up, that you shoot really beautifully, editorial and and also like in-studio shots. And you go hard promoting that stuff for four to six weeks. And then, okay, you reset it and you do a new collection. If every single piece in that collection you are head over heels obsessed with and you want to clean out your closet to make room for it, that's what I'm interested in seeing. That's what I want to buy. And that's what I think a boutique truly is. And yes, maybe you go to faster pace once you're up and running, all that jazz. But I think there has to be this thoughtfulness in how we present our collections and how we buy inventory. It's not just buy as much as we can and sell as much as we can. A, because uh, it just, I don't know, I feel like it's sort of unsustainable. And two, I think there is this issue of sustainability with the environment and trying to be more conscious. Like right now there is six generations worth of clothes on the planet. And we have companies like Shein who want to be this multi-billion dollar corporation from pumping out like a hundred times more clothes than even H&M and Zara. It's kind of gross, honestly, like ick. I get the icks from Shein, like, and not because they're like stealing anyone's business because they are like terrible for our planet. And like my conscious and my moral compass for like our future generations, like thinks it's disgusting and hope they go down in flames. And like, you know, honestly, 
that's me being really bold, but like, that's my opinion. Like I don't, we don't need Shein. Okay. Like that's the bottom line. We don't need them. They are coming out of nowhere with all their technology. You know what? Why don't you guys do this? Why don't you use this incredible technology you have? Sell that to manufacturing companies and retailers and get, let's really refine how much we're producing on this planet. Like let's actually talk about that. In my opinion, I think consignment like businesses are great. I think resale businesses are great. I even think something like drop shipping where you're basically buying it from a collective. I love that idea. We were recently researching Ace Hardware. It's a franchise uh, for hardware, obviously, like Home and Garden. They sell paint. Um, it's a great little neighborhood style hardware store. But the cool part about it is when you buy into the franchise, they don't have you pay a franchise fee ongoing. I think there's one up front. And then the way that they get paid sort of as a corporation is they bulk buy what they need for the stores and then you buy from them as you sell. So they are essentially drop shipping to their um, locations. And there's something so beautiful about that because it is a little bit MLM-y, you know, it is sort of like, oh, you're buying from us. But, you know, here's the thing is everyone is equal. There are territories and they do a good job merchandising it. So that's the thing is you're, you're going to get a standard set of practices for this hardware store. You don't have to make it up yourself. And there's something to be said for paying for that expertise, paying into a system that you know works, a proven system. And, you know, I was joking with my friends because they were like, you'd be so good at running an, an Ace Hardware. You'd have like wreath making classes in the back and you'd like nail the inventory. And I was like, yeah, but it's so many SKUs. <laughs> like I'm into small assortments, like these tiny little concepts. I mean, you look at a company like Bloomingdale's who's always had big, massive department stores. And we see sort of the department store thing fading in a lot of senses, Unlike something like a Nordstrom, which I feel like has been semi-inspired by Henry Bendel and the idea of the street of shops where you go into a big space, but every space feels unique. So you want to wander and you want to walk through departments. And I think there's something to be said for the way Nordstrom merchandises and the way they do their layouts because it's smart. And it's thoughtful and it's intentional and it makes you want to move throughout the store. So I think on one hand, we have Nordstrom who's doing great. They just changed up a bunch of leadership, but um, they just they're doing some interesting things in store and online. You know, again, having dropshippers or having people plug into their network and they make a percentage off of selling and having someone else ship for them like they're using dropshipping as a model as well to expand their online assortment, which is really cool. And then you look at something like Bloomingdale's, like, again, it's a huge department store, very much feeling like a Nordstrom where it does feel all encompassing. And I think before there was the Internet, obviously, New Yorkers or Manhattanites like needed a place like a Bloomingdale's that has pillows and beds and furniture and clothes and perfume and all that jazz. But what we're seeing is they're testing other smaller concepts. Like they have a smaller location they're building out called Bloomies. And it's like a boutique model. So, you know, anyone that says to me, oh, boutiques are dead, they're dying, it's oversaturated, blah, blah, blah. It's not. That said, you can't go into a blind. You cannot just sell a bunch of basic stuff. And you honestly, you can't think it's going to be easy or fast. Like it's going to take a year to get up and running, truly. Like where you're at the point where you're like, okay, I'm making four, five, six, $10,000 a month, that's going to take a solid year of work. And I think that so many people 
open and they're like, it's been a month and I haven't had a sale. And I'm like, okay, well, let's look at other metrics. How many people have been to your website? Okay, well, let's get that number up. Or how many pop-ups are you doing? How much are you putting yourself out there? Are you using stock photos? Like there are specific triggers at this point in 2023 that we know are just not going to work anymore. Like stock images. Like you can download all the stock images you want, unless you're doing something funky to them, you're making them look unique. When someone does a Google image search, they're going to find that same picture all over the place. They're not going to find you. And to be honest, if they do find you, it's like a needle in a haystack because if everyone's using the same images with the same clothing, guess what? The customer is confused and they'll never prefer you. They'll never have awareness of your brand. So when you get people aware of what's going on because you have a niche, because you have an angle, because you're, you know, I don't know, you you have a point of view. I think I've been talking about this forever, point of view, perspective, and it's severe. And when I say severe, I mean like you're you're really clear. Like it's it's a clear, severe point of view. Like if you meet me, there's no question that I'm very tall. Okay. It's like a severe situation. Like I am over six feet tall, right? I'm not like five, eight or nine where like some people be like, that's so tall. And some people will be like, oh no, that's short, right? Like I am tall for a woman. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about is like, have that severe perspective, that severe point of view, because it's going to make you stand out more. It's going to make your branding work better. It's going to make everything work better. So I think that from my perspective, the days of selling a lot, going live every day, um, like sitting on a video and sort of waiting for people to come on. Like, I I think there's new ways to do things. I think that yes, is live selling a great opportunity? A hundred percent. But is it, and should it be your only strategy? Heck no. Okay. Because there's people who communicate and buy in all these other ways. And so I think when we see the rise of something like TikTok shop, every time I'm on the same, like five boutiques are on. And I know a lot of people, I know some people from Comments Sold went to TikTok shop. And I love that because it is really, you know, kind of similar. Um, And, you know, listen, it's all Facebook Live. It's all, you know, it's all all the same, right? Like it's all evolving. Um, And what I think that the thing is, though, is on TikTok shop, I, I don't necessarily think that going live twice a day, every day, all the time is sustainable. And I don't think it's going to work. I would rather you go live twice a week, hype up those days, get as many people watching and email follow up and Facebook, um, you know, advertising follow up, TikTok advertising follow up, all that stuff. To me, that's like more of a circular marketing strategy where you're not just coming in from one angle and doing one thing. And I, listen, I don't know what a lot of those TikTok shops, their like strategy is. I don't teach that. But it's just another form of Facebook Live to a new audience. Um, so or comment sold live or an app live, whatever. It's all the same, you guys. Like you realize that it's just different audiences. So to me, I think there's a, you know, an opportunity for us to look at what is sustainable in our life? What is our goal for this business? And I think everyone entering Boutique Basics Bootcamp over the next couple of months and especially the next week as we have these bonuses available and we're really going to, you know, step into the last three months of the year, we see always a lot of enrollment in October, this time period for Boutique Basics Bootcamp because it sets you up in the next three months to open either before Black Friday or at the beginning of 2024. So if that's a situation that you're in where you're like, I want to open Boutique Basics Bootcamp is 100% for you, or you're in a position 
or maybe you are doing five, six, seven thousand dollars a month, but you have way too much inventory and you way overbought and you need to go back to basics, get an assortment plan together, get your pricing strategy set and locked and loaded, look at what's selling, what's not, and really start fresh. Boutique Basics Bootcamp is for you. And that's just for me. Someone described this concept of like all roads lead to Rome, right? We know that in the Roman Empire, which like everyone's talking about too, um, they basically built roads out from Rome to other places. So no matter where you were, all the roads led back to Rome. And so when we think about this and when I think about that in my business, what it always leads back to is product assortment. Always. Every time someone fails, it's just they have too much inventory. They have the wrong inventory. They have too raw, like wide of an ideal customer. They're using stock photos. They're not putting in effort like on a consistent basis for 90 days. You know, like it's it's always the same stuff. And that's the funny part is, is I think people think, oh, Emily's boot camp course is so basic. Like it's actually not. And I teach things that no one else I've heard have taught. Even my entire module three is all about product assortment. It teaches you how to buy exactly what you need for your customer, price it accurately and correctly and within the you know foundations of a, of a retail background, professional retail background. And I think at the end of the day, when we talk about product assortment, that is what's going to get you to quit your job. <laughs> like I know I made a really big leap there, right? I went from A to like D probably, but B and C are you know, because that product is great, A, then B, people see it and they want it and they desire it. And step C is you making money from that product. And then step D is you making enough money doing the A to C over and over to quit your job. Like it's, it's honestly like I, I'm really simplifying it, but I think we need more people. And again, Again, this is all my all month. I've been talking about starting a boutique. What you know, what to think about. Um, what you, you know, if you're good at this, then you'll be good at having a boutique. You know, honestly, we see mostly um, the most people we sign up are stay-at-home moms, teachers, nurses. You guys, you do great as boutique owners. You can manage so many things at once. You're good at being in front of people generally. Maybe not like if you're a stay-at-home mom, but you at least have to entertain your kids, right? Um, so there is, and like be out in the world doing stuff. Um, so, you know, if you're personable, if you are in a position where you love to get dressed and you love to show other people how to get dressed and you have extra energy to start this business, we've seen people go from nothing to a six figure business in a year. Like we had someone in one of our courses make six figures in what in four months they hit six figures in their business. Meaning like, you know, the first month they did 10 K, then they did like 30 K, then they did 40 K, you know, they just rapidly like grew. And again, results, not typical asterisk, but we see it. And that's the thing is I don't, I think you might have a lot of people around you who are saying like, Oh, you want to open a boutique? <laughs> like if anything this summer has proved to us is that women are financial powerhouses and we have financial control. What else do women in your life need? Maybe it isn't clothes. You know, maybe it is gifts. Maybe it is bath and body products. Maybe it's journals. Maybe it's, I don't know. I'm like looking around my desk, like candles, you know, that's pretty much all I have. <laughs> lotions, potions, and candles. But like, again, maybe it's books, maybe it's, I I don't know, I'm going to stop. But what do you need? And or what have you found? You know, I was watching Real Housewives of New York last night and Jenna Lyons, who is like an absolute hero in my eyes, always has been. She was at J. Crew when I was in corporate retail. She was the creative director. And she's so chic. She's so stylish. She's 
older now. She was older than me when I was in New York at the same time she was like you know, working at J. Crew. Um, she was, yeah, she was the creative director at J. Crew. She's a very stylish person, very chic. And I always admired her from afar. She really didn't have like a bad reputation. Like I, I don't feel like anyone ever said anything like bad about her. And so, um, I don't know, you notice when that happens in retail, when someone like is of that stature, generally, like they're not always the nicest people. <laughs> like, I know that sounds silly, but, um, there's like just a lot. I, you know, I have a whole episode called why boutique owners are, you know, witches. And it's, it's like, it happens in corporate retail too. It's like a whole thing. And I think it's gotten better. Obviously I think people were just nicer to each other, I think, or at least I've cultivated a group of people who are nice to each other. So Jenna Lyons. Okay. One of the critiques she's been getting on the episodes I'm on is that she'll bring a lot of gifts to the group events which I think in retail, you're just used to it. You get a lot of gifts from vendors. You like, you're always getting kind of gifts from your team. I don't know. There's like, there is a lot of gifts in the fashion world, like kind of being given. Obviously that shifted now in the day of influencers. And I think maybe there's a disconnect between Jenna and influencers um, because like, that's not kind of the world. Like I remember just get, getting gifts all the time when I worked in retail and that was before social media. Right. So it wasn't like an exchange. It was just hey, here's a gift from your vendor. And so I think it's interesting because Jenna giving all these gifts, part of that is that's Jenna's like assortment of things that she likes. And there's something about that that's really, I mean, she probably does have a website just called like JennaLyons.com and she sells all this stuff or she promotes it or she gets affiliate links, all that kind of stuff. Th that to me is a boutique business in itself, right? Like amplifying other people's voices to a bigger audience because maybe they're not good at it or you have a different position than they do. I mean, that's a really powerful thing. And so it's interesting because I, I would love to get a Jenna Lyons bag and see what she's picked because I think she's really um, decisive about what she likes. And that's what we need to take from this, right? We need to take the tenants of what works in a corporate retail setting where like truly when you have hundreds of stores and you have to be unique and you have to cater to, you know, yes, a particular person, but it's going to be a little bit different in every climate and all that stuff. Corporate retail is not easy. Let me tell you, like it is really interesting because even as people on TikTok are, are sort of um, giving critiques to places like Target, I've seen a lot of conversation around how Target doesn't have the same plus sizes or extended sizes um, that like some stores don't have the same as other stores. And I explained it in a video where I said, listen, like with corporate retail, when you have thousands, hundreds, thousands of stores, they end up being in certain tiers based on revenue. And the revenue is obviously based on the tier of the total store. Like how much money does it make a year, a month? Depends on the metric that that company picks. But from that angle, there's also departmentally, like you could say, oh, in all tier A stores, we generally do a million dollars a month in Ava and Viv, our plus size. Um, and then in tier D stores, we're only doing like a hundred thousand a month in those stores and we're giving it the same inventory. So we need to actually pull some inventory out to feed the better stores. And it's going to come out of the stores that aren't doing as well. And that's really unfortunate. Okay. Like from a customer standpoint, that stinks. And especially when it's so noticeable. So I'll give you an example. We did this when I worked at Club Monaco. I, I should say I did this. I had a team, but I was the one that coordinated all of it. There, We had like 15 stores that had men's sunglasses in them. And like four of the stores were crushing it and they just didn't have the right styles. They didn't have the inventory. It was our entire sales were suffering because these three locations that really drove sales were hurting everything else. 
So what I did is I just look at the inventory, rebalance it. I said, okay, store X, you ship to store Y, these five styles, you know, all of like send it all or whatever. And the like week after we relaunched it, or, like rebalanced it, it was so much better. Like my sales jumped, like, I don't know, probably at least 20%. I, I don't remember those days. That's so long ago, but it did really help. And so, you know, from a customer perspective, doing that kind of stuff, is really annoying. And at the same time, from a retail response, that's what we should be doing. We should be reallocating our time, our energy, our resources, our marketing strategies, our product assortment, our inventory to the places that it is most productive. Duh. Like you double down on what works. Like I, again, I feel like nothing I say is new and it's all just so repetitive, but you guys are amazing and keep giving me the feedback. Like we want more, you know, like keep talking about this stuff. And I think in this moment, there's just a lot kind of going on in the world. And there's a lot um, of women that are kind of being challenged after having this summer be such a women centric, like summer, like it's really interesting. Um, I think if you want to sell like Taylor Swift Christmas ornaments, you better get on Etsy like yesterday, because I think you can make so much money, you know, and that's the thing. I've seen some boutique owners say, you know, I went off on this tangent that I knew was going to be profitable and I did it for a couple months. And now I'm back kind of doing different stuff with my boutique. You know, I think being a creative person, there's so many ways to sort of sell things. And I think, you know, I get a lot of people that come in to me and say like, oh, do you just focus on women's clothing? And while that's like my obvious specialty and what I've done for so long, I actually, actually what I professionally did was mostly accessories. Um, so I do have like sort of this flair for like home decor and, you know, just when you're a trend per driven person, you kind of keep up on everything. And I joke like lately I've been joking, oh, I want to open a non-alcoholic like beverage store slash like corner bodega with like cool chic snacks from like all over the world. And then all these like new non-alcoholic beverages that have like nootropics and all this stuff. Anyway, it's a little bit LA and maybe New York. Um, but I think there's things like that that are possible for us. You know, I don't think we have to sell clothes for the rest of our lives, you know? And so think about what is it that you're excited to sell? And maybe it is children's shoes. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, and maybe that's what you make. Like actually look at that company fresh picked, freshly picked. That's probably why I thought of it. They are in a position now where like she's making all these other things, you know, diaper bags. I don't even think she runs it anymore, but you know, that's a great story of like, they made a great product. They made it really well. There was a need in the marketplace for it. And like it was the right time, the right place, all of it. Right. And again, I don't know the full story. So like I can't quote, but from the outside, it just feels like it was, you know, divinely timed. But to be honest with you, it's doing again, it's the right product at the right time for the right people. And there's a need for it. How do you fill that need? You know, what does that look like for you? What does that look for, like for the customer that you want to talk to and hang out with? Um, these are conversations that we can have in a course with me. So right now, um, all of my courses are currently rolling admissions. So you can join whenever. That said, why suffer any longer on your own? Figuring all this out. I laugh. I, like I'm not laughing. It, it's not funny. I just, I'm uncomfortable because I worry. Um, there's a lot of people that will reach out to me too late or a little bit too far down the line. And it's just, it's so much harder to pull you back in. Um, I'd rather like get you from the start. That's why really a lot of my focus and why this week, especially 
as we're leading into 2024, I have extra bonuses. If you pay in full, you get um, a free boutique calendar with the investment in um, Boutique Basics Bootcamp. Enrollment's open now. Um, and like I said at the top of this, like I really just want to talk about all the things that are available to us and how you know, there's so much at play. And I think there's so much time and space and energy to have a business that is fun and that pays us. And we understand what the process is to get there. Even if it's not super clear right now, we have a goal. We have that endpoint in mind and we think, okay, I'm going to devote the next two to three years to this. You know, like I don't think if you want to open a boutique or, or any sort of retail business right now and you're not ready to at least commit a year, like at least a year, if not two to three to four mentally, emotionally, <laughs> spiritually, um, then take a take a minute to think about it because I, you know, it's just things can always go faster. That's what I always say. You can always grow quick, quicker. Right. But it's nice to grow in an average way. It's nice to grow. I, I was looking back at some testimonials and we had Laura Schaefer, who's like on all my marketing, like I just adore her. And she started in bootcamp and she, there was a comment where she said, every month I've grown a thousand dollars in sales. It's like, yes, that is realistic. That is like an online only business where you're implementing new strategies and you're seeing them play out and you're refining your product assortment. That is realistic, Right. And I'll tell you stories where people jumped bigger and faster and harder. And sometimes that's because they opened a storefront or they decided to do pop-ups in person. We always know getting out and about and not just being on the internet is the potential to help you grow faster because you just are out seeing what's going on. You're getting customers in person. They're just, they're moving through the purchase funnel quicker because they're meeting you, they're seeing, they're touching, they're feeling, right? And that's always going to create a quicker purchase. Like, if you think about the things that are like in a cart on Amazon or on wherever you're like, you know, you fill the cart up target, like those are things that, you know, over time you've thought of and you're like, oh, I need that. I need this or I want this. I want that. Um, but when you're in a store, you're much more likely to touch it, feel it, buy it because you know it's exactly what you want, right? So just think about that and think about if you want to open an online boutique, giving yourself a year or two to really get it going, to really grow it in a way that's sustainable and that maybe in three to four years, you have a business that does $15,000, $30,000 a month, but like that's in three years and if it comes sooner, great right? And if it doesn't come in three years, that's okay too. Like, again, there's always going to be things that get in the way or, you know, things happen. And so I also want you to be realistic that things could happen faster. Things could happen slower. And it's not all just you. It's also like the marketplace and it's also COVID. And I mean, I had a baby and it just completely, like I jumped timelines to a new place. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to like literally rebrand everything, refresh everything, do all these crazy things because I just feel like a different person, you know? And so I do think that there is some of that, um, where you can adjust and you can do new things and try new things as you grow in your business. Like the people that are like promoting affiliate marketing, all this stuff where they're like, I made $2 million in six months. Like, 
wow, that still took a lot of work for that person. Don't let them diminish the like time and energy and effort. And probably they took a great course and they implemented it, right? A lot of them are promoting courses or saying, oh, and and like they obviously implemented the course. When we see people implement Boutique Basics Bootcamp, they get results. We have stories and stories on our um, registration page, our enrollment page that literally like people that commit to it and put the work in and show up get results. They have businesses and boutiques that like grow quicker than the average. So that's everything I've been thinking about. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, it's This was meant to be sort of like a touch point for everyone, um, but also just a little bit of like, a hey, the doors for enrollment are open for Boutique Basics Bootcamp. They will be open until October 8th. Um, And when I say that, that's when the bonuses will go away and the price will go up. So you can enroll after that. Like I am not like a super high pressure person, but I do want to encourage you to do it during this time. You're going to get the most bonuses. Um, You may get a boutique calendar for free, which those are coming soon too, guys. Don't worry. Um, And if you're an alumni of bootcamp, like come back for three months, like email us. We'll send you the discount code if you don't have it. Search in your email though. You should have it if you're alumni. It's like an automated thing at the end of your um, like time with us. You should have it. But if you don't, just email us at hello at boutiquetrainingacademy.com. We'd love to have you back for the calls. We have two calls a month. They're semi-private group coaching calls. And then, of course, all the material inside. And again, we will give you the new bonuses. If there's things you don't have and you're alumni, you'll get those. Um, but after the October 8th, you can still sign up. The price will just be $150 higher than what you see on the page right now. And a lot of those bonuses will go away. Um, so there's over $3,200 worth of bonuses if you were to like buy everything separately. And some things you can't even get outside of the course. Like we don't sell it on its own. So, okay. Thank you so much. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes for bootcamp and I'm just going to free publish this, like put it up. Um, so I apologize if I said I'm a lot or I was spitty or something. I'm just kind of throwing it up here without my producers going through it. Uh, because I want to talk to you guys and I want to, I wanted to throw out a new episode, um, as we kind of hit the end of the month and, uh, our enrollment opens for bootcamp. So as always, thank you so much for joining me. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. I'll talk to you soon.